you've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Holsters.com presents the Black Man with a Gun podcast from KenBlanchard.com. This weekly show is diverse, open, and free, involving all members of the gun community. It's not just about guns. It's about the people behind the gun, plus your rights, fun, news, and interviews. And now, here's your host, Pastor Ken Blanchard. Welcome to another episode of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Yeah, we playing the blues this week, but I'm not sad at all. Actually, I feel pretty good. This is Women's History Month. March Madness. Birthday of Dr. Seuss. A whole bunch of stuff. We just got through the, uh, what do you call that thing that happens only for only every four years? It's the uh, leap year. Yeah. Oh, a whole bunch of stuff's going on. Got tornadoes in the Midwest and floods down south. And it's like summertime here in the nation's capital. Friggy weather. But I'm glad you decided to listen to me today. This week, Barbara Bear introduces us to Archangel Tactical. Our featured guest, Emily Miller of the Washington Times. She's making news, and we got some news. A whole bunch of stuff, actually. This is the Pro Gun Variety Show. This show I started five years ago. I pretend that I'm a talk show host, and I get a chance to do the music and do some comedy and get you some interviews and some views and observations and let you learn some things and just entertain you for a few minutes. Up to the hour. Nothing like it on the planet. Some folks don't get it, but I'm glad you do. Here I talk about life. I talk about what's going on in the world. I try to make you feel a little better about things because it can get a little rough being a gun owner in the city. 
tell the truth and shame the devil. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said many people fear nothing more terribly than to take a position which stands out sharply and clearly from the prevailing opinion. The tendency of most is to adopt a view that is so ambiguous that it will include everything and so popular that it will include everybody. Not a few men who cherish lofty and noble ideas hide them under a bushel for fear of being called different. I'm different, baby, and I'm loving it, living it. Didn't have to make it. Could have choked on a chicken bone and gone away from here. You know how the Beltway is. That's a little 70-mile strip around the nation's capital. It's like the Daytona 500 most of the time. Some mean folks drive that thing. Not one day is promised to you. So I'm glad I'm here. And I'm glad you're there. Listening again. Feel free to share the show. Um, and all you got to do is point them to the blog at KenNBlanchard.com. Or if you can't remember that one, just do BlackManWithAGun.com. It goes there too. You want to call me? You can leave a message if you want to check in with your brother. Because I am the pastor of Patriots, Pistoleros, and Paladins. Your friend and your brother from the mother. And I'm just here. Helping you when I can. Sometimes, like recently, I'm like behind in my phone calls. So, Miles, I will be calling you, man, probably tomorrow. And I owe a couple more phone calls and a couple more books. Actually, I got to put them in the mailbox first thing in the morning. If you want to call me, my toll-free number is 888-675-0202. And you can leave a message and I'll call you back. Or if you want to email me, and you can anytime, no matter where you are in the world, blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. It's just that easy. Going to keep it light, going to keep it fast, because slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Right? You know it. We're going to bring John Wayne in here for our Pledge of Allegiance to get us going all right. And then... Episode number 259. Can you believe this is the 259th week I've been doing this down here under the wash and the dryer of the Blanchard Estates? The wife actually lets me come down here. It's pretty cool. And then I'll get right back. I got some stuff I want to tell you about. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Thank you for that. You know, I was listening to a couple of podcasters, and they were talking about communities. And I thought, man, you know, I got the best community in the world. And there's folks on my Facebook page that I really want to meet and hang out with. There's people who tweet me that I want to connect with. And I was looking at my stats for the podcast and I got more downloads per week now than I've ever had in the five years I've been podcasting. And who knows how long that's going to last. I could say the wrong thing or go out of favor with somebody and poof, gone. So in the next couple of months, 
my plan from 2012 is to try to travel once a month. So I got maybe, see, this is the third month of the year. Nine more times to plan some meetups. And I'm going to go as far as my money can take me. Might just be down the street. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a little note on Facebook and see if anybody is in Virginia, in North Carolina, in New York, in California, in South Carolina, in Florida that wants to kind of host a meetup. And if I can get, you know, two or three guys and ladies together and we just hang out, have dinner. Um, if we can go shooting too, that's cool. If not, just um, sharing a beverage, just being, just connecting is cool because you've been listening to me. You know my life. You actually been part of my world for a while. So I want to reciprocate and kind of learn from you, um, see what's going on in your world, get fancy, maybe record something for a future show, but mostly just take pictures and and be in your life like you're in mine. I want to kind of do that. Um, probably be on a Saturday, make it like one day things. There's a NRA annual convention coming up that I'm not going to be able to make. I believe it's in April. I got uh, some work obligations. It's going to take me away from that. So that kills one opportunity to go to St. Louis, but I'm going to make something happen. So if um, I could get a couple of state captains to organize some stuff, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything other than tell me, Ken, on the second Saturday of May here in your state, let's meet up at Roy Rogers or McDonald's and I'll put the word out, put up a little schedule. We'll have like a world tour shirt. And uh, it's easier for me to move around and to get everybody to come here. So I'll do that for like two or three people. That's how important you are. I want to meet, say hi, take pictures, build me a scrapbook for, you know, for all memorial. Because, again, life ain't promised. And you're important. You've been listening. You've been downloading. You've been subscribing. You've been chatting with me on Black Man with a Gun 1. That's the fan page for Facebook and KenBlanchard.com on Facebook. You found me there. It's all cool stuff. So we're going to do that. You know, zombie strike ended and I got like the DTs. I'm having uh, withdrawal symptoms, but um, it's going to be all right. I think I'll get over it eventually. And I think I'm going to hold hostage those last few episodes. And uh, so if folks didn't hear them here on the Urban Shooter podcast, they don't they won't get them on the Zombie Strike podcast. I'm not sure. You know, doing it out of spite. But we'll, we'll see what, how that works. All right. Next up, going to bring Barbara in real early. This is going to be a quick show. Not going to be long at all. And then do some news. And then our featured guest, Emily Miller from the Washington Times, who's been doing some good stuff for the District of Columbia and for gun rights in general. All right. Are you ready for that? Let's do it. Womansoutdoornews.com's Barbara Baird. 
Hey, black man with a gun. I'm in Alabama this week, and I'm on the phone with Nikki Turpo from Archangel Tactical in Atlanta. Nikki and I had grand plans to meet and shoot today, but life sort of got in the way for her and with her day job and all, and you know we're both a little disappointed. But we decided to go ahead, talk on the phone, and tell you about what she's doing down there because it's really important. Hey, Nikki, thanks for joining us. Hi, Barb. Thanks for having me. No problem. Hey, why don't we just kick it right off. Tell us about Archangel Tactical, how it started, and what its mission is. Okay. Archangel Tactical <clears throat> began with my personal pursuit back in early of October 2010 um, to learn how to shoot. I grew up in Texas and had fired a gun a few times, but um, having gone through some life changes and being a single woman living alone and with the economic challenges and the crime rate rising, realized that I really needed to learn how to shoot a gun for personal protection. Um, so as I was training at my local gun range, I met Captain Michael Rainwater of the United States Marine Corps, who was retired out of Force Recon and had had five combat tours overseas. And when I was introduced to him by the person that was training me, I saw him shoot for the first time and realized, wow, I wanted to learn to shoot like that. So he, he told me, well, I'll be happy to, to train with you, but he said, I don't just want to teach you how to shoot, but I want to teach you how to gunfight. And so, yeah, through the journey of learning how to shoot, it's been more than just standing and shooting in a static range. And it's gone beyond handguns to also shotgun and carbine training. So the more I learned, the more my friends started asking me, wow, you're spending a lot of time at the gun range. Um, Tell us why. And I realized how much they didn't know about personal protection, but how interested and intrigued they were that I was learning how to shoot. Okay. Uh, when you say friends, Nikki, do you mean just women friends, or are you talking about men and women? Uh, both, men and women. But really the women, the guys thought it was great, but the women were a little bit more skeptical. Why are you spending so much time around guns? And um, mm-hmm. what started explaining it to them and invited them to shoot, they realized that it was actually a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. Hey, I know Archangel offers courses for men and women. Um, which ones do you teach? Well, I teach, um, I teach all of them. I teach handgun, carbine, and shotgun to both men, women, and youth. Um, the more Mike and I talked and um, discovered that he had so many gifts to offer, um, we were sitting together speaking one day kind of about how many things he had seen overseas and kind of how they were done in the name of God and there were a lot of atrocities and he had kind of stepped away from his faith. So I asked him um, to come to church with me one Sunday and we were sitting there and he had kind of a revelation moment that the pastor was talking directly to him and the sermon was about how all these times we ask God for things. If you'll just help me get through this, or if you'll just help me with this thing, I promise, dot, dot, dot. So right. his heart was really convicted about all the times overseas that he had survived and had an opportunity to live another day. And coming back with zero casualties with, and under his command without many um, you know, opportunities for bad things to happen, he realized that he had a great debt of gratitude to pay back. So he wrote down a prayer that day, um, and his prayer was, you know, God, help me to protect all of those that I can, and those that I can't help me to teach them to protect themselves. So realizing how many women in my circle of influence were vulnerable um, 
and how many opportunities there were to train people in a way that translates to real life. It was really kind of the mission for what we wanted to start teaching. So I told him I wanted to learn pistol, I wanted to learn shotgun, I wanted to learn the carbine. So now that he's trained me and prepared me, I'm offering instruction to both women, men, and to youth in all three of those disciplines. Boy, and you have a very special class, too, for, for women. It's called Get a Grip, Ladies. Would you tell us a little bit about that? I think that's a kind of funny name, but edgy. Yes, the Get, Get a Grip, Ladies um, is a course that was created specifically for women, and it's under the umbrella of our Get a Grip programs. We offer Get a Grip, Ladies, Get a Grip, Gentlemen, which is uh, specifically for men to learn to protect their household, to have conversations with their family and kids about protection inside and outside the home. We've got Get a Grip students for students who are in school and preparing to go to college, um, talking about school violence and how to prepare for those types of things. Um, and then we also have Get a Grip professionals. But the Get a Grip Ladies program is near and dear to my heart. And the GRIP, the G-R-I-P, is an acronym. And it stands for Get Real About Potential Threats. The R is for Rely on Instinct. The I is Invest in Your Protection. And the P is Prepare to Survive. So okay. in this course, we train women not just how to shoot defensively, but how to train their minds to think differently and to create right. different behaviors so that they become less vulnerable. How to think as well. That's important. So mental. Yes. That's the primary weapon is their minds. Yes. Yes. And, um, well, speaking about women, you also mentioned to me earlier that not only do you offer these courses for women, but you have a way that women who might not be able to afford to come to these courses can take them. You want to talk to us about that? Yes. We decided early on that we wanted to offer this education um, to as many people as possible. Those who were genuinely seeking, you know, the desire to learn how to better protect themselves and their families. And we created a 501c3 um, for a way that people could donate to the program to provide instruction for those who at the time could not necessarily afford instruction. So we have a scholarship program available to, to men and to women especially um, who are not economically able to afford instruction but want to, to learn how to better protect themselves and their, their children. Well, that is, you have been a busy lady since 2010. <laughs> yes, a lot's happened very quickly, but I really believe that God birthed this idea and this dream in, in both mine and Michael's hearts, and we've really taken it seriously and been working diligently to, uh, to prepare ourselves without putting the cart before the horse, but to lay good solid foundations so that as the company grows that we're prepared and uh, to offer this instruction in a responsible way to not compromise the integrity or quality of the instruction that we want to bring to people across the country. Right, right. And it's not just in Atlanta, is it? You, can't, you don't have to go to Atlanta to see, um, you know, Nikki and Mike. No, no. Actually, we've been blessed with a great team of, of people. Um, 
and we've we've certified and trained them. A lot of the men who do the tactical military law enforcement training with Mike, um, and it's also offered to civilians, um, they have a wealth of, of combat experience, close protection experience, um, mm -hmm. and some law enforcement as well. And um, our women are not all women that have been shooting their whole lives, but uh, they've been trained and are certified instructors with the same heart for the mission of our company. Mm -hmm. And got a great team, and we travel. So we are a mobile training company. Uh, we are throughout the southeast and now into Texas and growing quickly. So if you have a need for, for training for yourself or someone that you love, please let us know. We're happy to come to a range near you. Okay, and how did people get in touch with you, Nikki? Well, they can go to our website. It's www.archangeltactical.com or www.getagripladies.com, and they can feel free to call us toll-free at 877-887-6432. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me today on the phone, and I'm so sorry we couldn't spend time on the range. Oh, I'm sorry, too. I wish that, uh, that it had worked out better, and if the tornadoes would just stop hitting Alabama, that would help also. But I look yes, forward to, yeah, I look forward to, to another opportunity um, to get out on the range and for us to have some time to shoot together. Well, thanks, Nikki. And, you know, until then, I'll just keep all my shells and my powder dry, okay? Yes, please do. That would be great. All right. Well, take care, and thank you very much. Thank you, Barb. Mm-hmm. And if you want to check out more womensoutdoornews.com, you'll find out that it has news, reviews, and stories about you, women, and the outdoors. It's a pretty cool website. Check it out. Womensoutdoornews.com. Thanks, Barbara. Another thing that makes me different is that I, one of my models, one of my heroes is Frederick Douglass. And Frederick Douglass, also known as the Lion of Anacostia, former slave that became a great orator. He was really big in the women's suffrage movement. And I found that being a person of color, I've had a lot of diversity or been behind a lot of the diversity, bringing diversity into the gun rights movement. So I'm a big proponent of everybody being involved. So on this podcast, you'll always hear the rest of America that shoots as well. And if you speak Spanish or Portuguese, let me know. E se você habla espanhol ou português, me deixe saber. E se você fala espanhol ou português, me deixe saber. Thanks. Gracias. Obrigado. Being an armed citizen means having a gun with you all the time. Carrying a firearm every day requires a holster that is both concealable and comfortable. Whether you choose our Super Tuck Deluxe or Mini Tuck, you'll have the confidence that comes from being discreetly and comfortably armed, prepared to face unforeseen dangers. Crossbreed holsters are handmade in the USA, come with a lifetime warranty and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. Order your holster today at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Hey, I want to introduce that uh, Crossbreed Holsters also introduces a Super Slide. It's a new product adding to their lineup of out-of-the-waistband holsters. The Super Slide three-slot holster can be worn in either of two positions, and the most common is the standard behind the hip 
with a slight forward cant setup. This is probably the most common carry position for CCW and off-carry, as it provides great concealment and easy access to the firearm, while keeping the gun out of the way and in a comfortable location. The second option is a slight reverse cant for cross-draw wear. Though not as commonly used as other carry positions, you know, cross-draw can be still useful, especially when you're driving or been sitting down for a long time. Staying in tradition with the classic in the waistband super tuck, the comfort of the super slide is second to none. The design of the holster pulls the gun and the grip in tight to the body, and with the right garment, the gun is virtually undetectable. The super slide offers a clean, comfortable, professional appearance, along with several different carry options. It provides an excellent weight distribution of your firearm and ensures stability and comfort. Now, if you pair the super slide with their um, OWBW magazine carrier and one of their instructor belts, you'll be set for the day at the range. Toss a heavy shirt or light jacket over it and you'll be prepared for anything. And the MSRP starts at about $52.50. And as with all crossbreed products, the Super Slide comes with a two-week triad-free guarantee like the commercial said. And a lifetime warranty. So if you want to check that out, check out crossbreedholsters.com. They are the primary sponsor of the Urban Shooter Podcast. And I give them much love. They've been really good to me. Just a couple of things. In the news, would you believe that Chicago finally paid the McDonald's case for that legal bill? From the new gunmag.com book from the Second Amendment Foundation, a very good organization for you to join. The article says it bears Rahm Emanuel's signature and a six-figure amount that underscores the price of liberty, according to the Second Amendment Foundation. It's a check for $399,950 sent to Second Amendment Foundation by the city of Chicago as a reimbursement for expenses the gun rights organization racked up when it successfully took the city to court in the landmark McDonald versus City of Chicago lawsuit and decided by the Supreme Court in June 2010. A case led to the incorporation of the Second Amendment individual rights decision in the Heller case to the states through the 14th Amendment. Now, even though some folks got credit for it, it was the SAF, Second Amendment Foundation, that filed and fought the case and paid the legal bills. And after more than a year of legal wrangling, Chicago finally had to pay up. And Executive Vice President Alan M. Gottlieb said it was the single largest check that has ever come through the doors. And that's cool. Since the money went right back into the SAF's legal action fund. I know that's right. This is a group, if you want to contribute to somebody who is actually doing something, Donate to the Second Amendment Foundation. Locally, here in the nation's capital, there's been a couple of things that have changed locally for gun rights activists and for folks who actually own firearms or want to in the District of Columbia. See, after the Heller decision, the Supreme Court may have ruled, but D.C. was quick to do the back-channel deal and make things super restrictive. It almost made it impossible for any sane person, any law-abiding citizen, to be able to get a gun even after the Supreme Court decision. Well, a lot of people have been working in the back trying to get things going. One young lady with the power of the pen put a lot of light on the D.C. Council 
And now, a lot of things are happening. One person can make a difference. She's a sweetheart of a person. And I got a chance to talk to her. We're going to hear her in a few seconds. Give a good urban shooter welcome to Miss Emily Miller of the Washington Times. And now, our featured presentation. Emily Miller, welcome to the Urban Shooter Podcast. It's a pleasure to finally be on with you. Lady, you have made a difference in the nation's capital. Tell me about your story. What's going on with you? Well, um, you know, I started as um, a crime victim myself. I was at a friend's house taking care of her dog, and um, two men came in the house, robbed it while I was there. Um, I don't know if they were armed. I wasn't hurt. But it got me thinking about getting a gun, and I just kept hearing all these stories. It's so hard to get a gun in D.C. It's so hard. I had no idea, though, how bad it was until I started, and I started in October. Um, And I chronicled it in my newspaper, The Washington Times, every excruciating detail of the story of how long it takes and how expensive it is to get a gun. In the end, I didn't get my gun until the end of January, and um, it cost $465 in fees, not including the cost of the gun, and several days off work. I don't know how many hours total. I couldn't even count. Um, I, I could probably count the level of frustration, though. Um, but it was just really shocking what the city does to stop law-abiding people from bearing arms in the city. Well, I should say keeping arms because you still can't bear arms in the city. There's obviously no carry laws. Um, but, you know, by doing so and, and, you know, writing in such level of detail, it got the attention of the city council and um, a lot of residents as well and gun supporters around the country who wrote to the city council. And, you know, in, in um, December... Phil Mendelson, who's the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, introduced legislation that eased a few restrictions in the laws, um, like limiting the ballistics test for the guns and the vision test, but nothing that would really made any substantive difference in the amount of time and expense it took. Um, I testified before his committee in January, and I said the number one thing that needs to be taken away is this mandatory gun class. It takes five hours. It was so hard to find someone to teach it. It's so expensive. It's $250. You don't learn a thing, and it doesn't prove anything. All you're doing is memorizing the laws for four hours, which you can do on your own time in order to take, pass their written test. Um, and one hour at the firing range, you're not, that doesn't train a person to use a gun. I mean, anybody can pick up a gun and shoot a piece of paper once. So, and then, luckily, um, Chief Lanier, um, Police Chief Lanier, also supported removing the safety class, saying that she could do her, that just as well with a video, which is much more um, similar to other jurisdictions like Maryland does. Of course, Virginia has none of these regulations. They just sell you guns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got, we're smushed in between these two worlds, um, D.C. being the worst. And then, to my gr- like, just great pleasure and surprise yesterday, Phil Mendelson came out the newer version of his bill, and in it he did eliminate the safety costs entirely. The safety costs is completely not necessary, not needed anymore in order to have a gun. He also took away um, the ballistics test, the vision test, and um, the need for um, re-registration right now. A lot of people are worried about that because the law makes you re-register every three years. And since the police have not been able to do it, people have been worried that they're breaking the law. So that's going to be put off for two years. And also, which was fantastic news and something I've been writing about a lot, is this ridiculous law 
that you can't have any ammunition other than the same caliber and gauge of a gun that has registered to you, mm-hmm. which is crazy because, you know, I could have got some shotgun shells from, you know, shooting clay in PG County, and suddenly that's a year in jail. Or, you know, somebody, it's just such a ridiculous law. I mean, you can't hurt yes. someone with ammunition yes. if you don't have a gun in that caliber. Right. So they've eliminated that as well, which is going to be great. Now, of course, it's not the end. Um, the full city council will consider it on Tuesday for the first vote. If it passes that hurdle, there's a month where they can amend it. And, you know, I'm just hopeful that they don't take out some of these better provisions that will make it easier for people to get guns in the next month that they have. If all goes well and it all works, then by summer, people will have a lot easier time getting guns in D.C. and a lot cheaper as well. Bravo, Emily. Bravo. Well, thank you. Thank you. But, you know, it's really just a matter of just showing people what was going on. I think, you know, everybody, like I knew that it was difficult to get a gun in D.C., but I just didn't realize how these restrictions made it almost impossible. And I definitely, if I hadn't been writing about it in a newspaper, I would have given up in the process, which I'm sure most people just do as well, because it's just so time-consuming and expensive, and you just get beat down by it. And and that's the purpose, obviously, of these laws, to stop law-abiding people from getting guns, which is so strange, because there's so many bad guys in this city, and crime is 40% higher this year than last year. All this violent crime with guns, and yet... They're spending all this time and effort stopping those of us who are innocent, law-abiding people who just want to protect ourselves from getting guns. So I think the resources are just badly directed. Oh, you know that. So, so who is Emily Miller? Um, you know, I'm, I'm a Baltimore native, um, but I've been in Washington since for you know, my entire adult life, since college. And I write for the opinion page of the Washington Times. You know, I have a background in both journalism and politics. Um, I'm a Republican, conservative. I work for the Washington Times writing conservative political um, stuff. And, um, you know, I've had some exciting experiences in politics. I was um, the deputy press secretary for Secretary of State Colin Powell and Condoleezza Rice. Um, That was my most recent political appointment. And Mm. from there, I now write about politics and write about, you know, what I see as issues. And so I really wasn't somebody who wrote about guns very often. I mean, occasionally, but it just wasn't, you know, I mostly focused on national politics. But, um, you know, I personally wanted a gun, and we thought it would be kind of interesting for our readers to see what it takes to get a gun in D.C., and that's how things turned out to all this. <laughs> and, and it changed your life. It did, and, and actually I'm a gun owner now. You know, I'm, I, I have a SIG 229. I... Um, a nine millimeter. I sit at home now when I'm watching TV and practice dry fire. You know, it's really, it's just definitely changed my outlook and um, feeling of safety at home. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. What advice would you give to a person still in a district or that has thoughts like you had before? Well, um, as you would probably agree with me, I think anybody who wants to get a gun should probably wait till summer I mean, unless you, of course, are in a situation where you have some imminent danger or, you know, someone's stalking you and you need to do it for that reason, then I say go forward and do it now. But otherwise, I would definitely suggest to wait because if, if this law does pass the city council, it will be significantly easier. Um, it has to, um, and so then I, at that point, I would say, you know, just download the documents on the D.C. Firearm Registry website. The less you go down to the D.C. Firearm Registry office, the better off you will be and the less frustrated you will be. 
because it is just the office of frustration or actually the office of misinformation. All right. So get the documents, pick out your gun, call Charles Sykes, who's the only drug, uh, only gun dealer in D.C. and is, works right out of um, the police department now, so you can do a one-stop shop there. And um, start with him to get your gun transferred and then just fill out the paperwork, study the laws and go down there and get the fingerprints and written tests and you will be home with a gun, you know, fairly easily. I mean, there's still a 10-day waiting period, but this new law has adjusted it slightly. So it's 10 days from the purchase date of your gun instead of 10 days from how you turn your registration. So it will, it will shorten the time period. Um, and actually, you know, I'm correcting myself. You will have to go down to the registration office at least twice because once to drop off your registration materials and take the test and the fingerprints and then once to go back to pick up your gun. But it's a lot better than the three times before. Oh, most definitely. If we want to find out about more about Emily Miller, how do we do that? Well, I'm on Twitter, at Emily Miller, spelled E-M-I-L-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R. On my Facebook is Emily Miller, D.C., and I'm on those all the time. And then, of course, the Washington Times, WashingtonTimes.com. My blog for the guns is just under blogs, look for guns, backslash blog, backslash guns, and all my stories are there, and you can start in the beginning and click through each one and read what it took to get a gun in D.C. I think it's 17 stories <laughs> in order to cover every detail. Wow. So, um, and I'm you know, responsive on Twitter and Facebook anytime. Good stuff. Emily, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for everything you've done for all these years in D.C., and I so appreciate all the fighting you've done for our, our gun rights here. And I think I got a new friend. I feel the same way. <laughs> Maybe we'll do the range thing sometime soon. I would love that. I'm not good yet. I warn you. <laughs> no problem. I still <laughs> no flinch. Problem. <laughs> no problem. I need more practice. And I still flinch, too. Oh, I doubt it. Emily, thank you. And welcome. I can't wait to talk to you again. Me, too. Thank you so much. I'm really glad to be in touch. This was Emily Miller on the Urban Shooter Podcast. Also in the news, the state of Virginia dropped its one gun a month rule. Now we can only get Maryland to come up to to bat and be real. Congratulations, Virginians. Hey, if you haven't checked out my new book, it's on Amazon.com. It's called The Zen of Gun Ownership. And it's a mixture of my life story, some wisdom, things I learned, and some recommendations for new gun owners. It's life lessons. It's, it's a mix of both. Well, it's just like this show, actually. Check it out. The Zen of Gun Ownership. It's available now for Kindle. Don't have a Kindle? Man, they got an app for that thing. You can have it on your phone. Yeah, for real. Let's see what else we got. We got also have, make sure that you know that we have a form called the Urban Shooter Forum at blackmailandagun.info. Yes, we do. Frank and Lloyd take care of it over there. And there's a pro gun shop. No guns, but we got other stuff at blackmailandagun.us. So there's a store, a forum, and then there's a blog. All right, that means it's time to go. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Black Man with a Gun podcast sponsored by CrossbreedHolsters.com. If you want to reach me for anything at all, you can 
can contact me at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com or call me at 888-675-0202. When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I will dry them all I'm on your side When times get rough And friends just can't be found Like a bridge over to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the sunshine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. Shalom, baby. Try.